what's going on guys happy Tuesday okay um, I want to share some stuff get really super vulnerable with you guys and talk specifically about why I do this and why this is so important to me um, and why I've doubled down some of the things I've felt recently about how I'm gonna restructure some of what I'm doing and um, just move forward. <laughs> so first off, um, I just want to thank God and want to thank everybody that takes the time to watch these and anybody that it impacts. Thank you for allowing me to speak life into you. That's very important. Um, I appreciate you guys consuming this content, being part of it, being part of my life through these videos. Um, what I want to talk about today has to do with how any of us can come back from anything, how deep, dark of a pit I used to be in, and uh, why I feel like it's such a powerful thing in my life to have discovered my faith, what's up Stanley, to discover who I am and what I want to do, and to discover how powerfully God is moving in my life. Um, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it today. This used to be something I was very embarrassed about used to be something that used to really hurt my feelings to admit about myself. Well, I'm going to just start, you know, when I was, you know, a kid. First off, um, I talk about the things I do not because I want people to have a um, feel bad for me or anything like that. But what I want people to understand is that it's okay to be who you are and have what happened to you happen to you and have what you did be okay in its own right too. Um, First off, you know, um, I am a victim of, you know, emotional, I'd even say spiritual, uh, physical, and sexual abuse as a child. Um, I remember getting into going to church with some friends I had met through Taekwondo and my martial arts when I was younger. And I, I remember so clearly feeling like how powerful of an experience it was to feel like somebody would have sacrificed themselves for me and for, you know, my sins. And I just, I, so much stuff happened in my life and I never really knew how to process a lot of the things that had taken place. Um, and I spent a long time being very angry at the world and being angry at God. Um, and uh, even got to the point where I would say that I, I didn't even, I, I can't even say I was angry with God so much as I didn't even believe God existed. And um, I don't like the term atheist when it comes to this. I would say like I was an evangelical faith hater. Like I took it upon myself to convince everybody else that what I believed was true and that what they believed was fake. I spent a long time um, rationalizing the world. And I remember thinking that there was only one of two options as I looked at the world and I looked at the results and I looked at everything that was going on. And, um, and that was that either God hated us or God didn't exist and we were alone out here and we were just inflicting all this pain and suffering and misery on ourselves. And I mean, I went so far as I, I used to be, you know, obviously I'm still edgy, but I used to really want to be edgy and and just fucking angry and display how frustrated and pissed off I was to the whole world. Even so far as to to uh, put it into perspective, I have two upside down crosses. 
in my forehead tattoo here. And another one here that says I owe you on it because I thought it was kind of funny to be like, I owe you one soul. God owes me a soul because they don't exist, man. Fuck you. But I want to take a moment to illustrate where I was at in my life and to give perspective on why I feel the way I do now. I have described to people before what it was like to live without faith, to live without belief, but I don't think I've ever encapsulated how powerful that is. I legitimately either believed that God didn't exist or hated him. And I had such a negative filter on my life, and it was unfortunately gifted to me through experiences, people I put myself around. And it's just one of those things that, I mean, I'm going to let me rephrase that. It was fortunately it was gifted to me because what's happened is I've turned this purpose around to a degree that I could never have imagined. I mean, literally, the word with these two upside down crosses in it is misanthropy, which means somebody that has a deep and abiding hatred for humanity. And I don't have that. Um, I've never had that. I just wanted to believe it because I was so in so much pain and I'd been running from it for so long that it had multiplied itself inside of me and I was just drowning in an ocean of sorrow and loneliness. And, I mean, I I wish I could put into words. I'm going to let this ambulance pass by here. There we go. I wish I could put into words how lonely I really felt. Um... And I'm not like, again, I know a lot of people struggled with addiction. I know a lot of people will have their own stories and I'm not like relating that mine is worse or better than anybody's. Um, but when people talk to me about being in their addiction and being mad at God and being all this stuff, like I almost can't relate because I so thoroughly literally had convinced myself that God couldn't possibly exist with all the suffering I saw in the world. But again, like that was the filter I put on things. It was the lenses I was looking through. But to say that I felt alone is such a major understatement. It, it didn't matter if I was in a room full of people. It didn't matter if I was with my family. It didn't matter where I was at any times. The only way I could not feel lonely was to use enough drugs that I didn't feel anything. And that was the only times that I can really honestly remember being even tolerable to be around. Um, let alone be in me. I literally, I, I thought this was it. This was it. This is the best thing I fucking could ever fucking hope to have was maybe for it to just be a little bit less painful, for it to be a little bit less of this searing loneliness inside me at all times. Like, not my kids, not my significant others, nothing filled that hole. And I've come to realize that God never left me I just turned my back on God. And when you do that, the weirdest part about it is you deny yourself God's love, which is literally in you at all times anyway. You're just denying yourself the ability to feel and process that in your spirit. And I spent so long doing the wrong things, lying, cheating, stealing, fucking shirking my responsibility, dereliction of every duty that I ever fucking had in my life. i just gotten desperate. And... One day I picked up some literature that started talking about how to believe in yourself and all this stuff. And I kind of went with that for a long time. I started setting lofty goals, which were still there, you know, um, but for a different purpose. But what really finally opened my eyes was um, 
I remember I thought I'd finally did it. I'd like found success. I had this nuclear family and we were like putting everything together. Like it was fucking good, you know? And that was with Cassie when we reopened the murder in, in uh, Morgan County. And I thought we were doing it, you know, and we had our problems. We had our good times. We had our down times. We had everything. But it was like, I was like, this is a family, you know, there's ups and downs. It just is what it is. And that was the first time that I felt God pivot my life where I wasn't fucking up already. That is to say that I thought we were full steam ahead. We were about to just be fucking crushing the game when we were. And I didn't realize it, but there was a fucking wall in front of me that was heading up so fast that by the time I hit it and noticed it was there, I was going to fucking be obliterated by it. And God, for reasons I'll never understand, but I'm forever grateful for, pivoted me and scooted me over. And... I found God through the experience of being so angry at Cassie when she broke up with me, so angry that she moved on to somebody else so quickly, so angry that she had destroyed everything that we built together and just expected me to walk off and cut my losses, which is literally what I had begun to do already. That it was just so hard for me not to be bitter and frustrated. And I remember expressing that to some of my friends because I had felt for the first time like a spirit inside of me say to do some things to do like I, I for lack of a better term like I felt the force of the spirit I felt the direction of the Holy Spirit I felt the direction of God himself inside of me and it was to just reach out and talk to people and so I started doing that and I started sharing how I felt and how angry and frustrated and hurt I was and I started having people remind me man like look this isn't anything against you bro this is somebody else struggling with their stuff and you're just as, as close as somebody could have been to it so you're experiencing it and um Somebody told me to pray for her and for Zach and for all of the things that were going on in their lives and to pray that they found clarity and peace and pray that they found love and found everything that they could wanted and to literally pray for the person who was shattering my heart into a million pieces at that time. And so I started doing that and I, <clears throat> I remember for the first time ever in my life praying to God in a level of desperation that finally had become real for me because I'd prayed before a million times, get me out of this, make this happen, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it'd probably been 25 years since that had happened. I remember I prayed for her and I prayed for peace to find and everything in that situation to come together. And that's when I... You know, once once I started praying and trying to find peace of mind, things started falling into place. I started having opportunities crop up. And um, what ended up happening was um, by the time things had really finally started to come together for me, that was uh, that was the, the day, you know, I had literally heard some of the best news of my whole life. I'd pivoted. I'd, I'd worked forward and started to really make a, you know, a change for what I, I had in front of me. And that was the day that I got the call that Cassie had passed on. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but everything that had transpired in the few weeks before that had been, at least in my opinion, preparation from God to have me pivot in the way that I needed to pivot. And I, for the first time, realized that all of the things that had happened had positioned me in such a way that when that happened, when she passed, when things happened the way they did, that I wasn't going to be totally destroyed by it. And to say that I'm not fucked still some days is is an understatement 
But what I can say is that it pivoted me in just the right way that I had a support network up already. I was already praying, even though I was, didn't know how I believed or what specifically I believed in. I was finally just trying to believe that there had to have been something beyond myself out there. And um, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I just felt God's presence in that moment for the first time in my life in a major way. And literally 30 years, 25 years worth of me literally just not believing in God, refusing his existence, fucking taking it on myself to tell other people that their belief was wrong and that it was also wrong. Literally persecuting people who fucking did believe. I mean, I, it says misanthropy and I have one right there and one right there. I'm sat on crosses on my forehead and one on my forearm, like I said earlier, as some sort of weird, sick-witted joke about how... Uh, souls didn't exist so God owed me one and like a hundred thousand fucking years of fucking pain just dropped off of me I mean it's it was still there but like the weight of it fell away from me so quickly and I just felt peace in my mind even I mean let me rephrase that peace in my heart even though my mind was full of pain at all times <laughs> and if I could take a second here I don't know if I could fucking really zoom in on this here but interestingly enough right as I'm mentioning Cassie there's a little red bird right there <laughs> um, that happens to me a lot but you know through a bizarre series of events that I could only take the time to say it just fell into place. I met Lacey, um, you know, and just like literally everything that you could imagine, like the weirdest little bink, it's just like they fell into place like puzzle pieces and they just landed and it was so clean and smooth and I was still so broken. I was just, I didn't even believe I could ever love somebody ever again, but I just knew that I could tell that she really cared about me and that she wanted the best for me on a real spiritual level and she invited me to go to church with her Easter of last year there's Vinny hey Vinny and um, <laughs> love that kid and when she invited me to go to church I remember and I'm gonna be brutally honest here when I said this I was like all right I'll go you know no big deal I'm not really I don't really believe in all that junk like I believe there's a God but I just don't believe in all that junk and when she invited me, I was like, well, I'm going to go with an open mind. But really what I think is going to happen is I'm going to go there. I'm going to be like, yep, this is exactly what I remember it to be. And then when I get done, I can be like, well, it wasn't really my thing, but thanks for inviting me. And when I got there, I remember I was already just like, I just kept feeling goosebumps all over again. Just fucking all over my whole body over and over again. It was just bizarre. And... I, I wish I could even remember the words, but my spirit was just in rapt attention. I remember pa Pastor Kevin looked at me with fucking tears in his eyes. If I had to hazard a guess or paraphrase, I want to remember him saying that, you know, I was born on purpose. I'm here for a purpose, on purpose, with a purpose. And I recall him tears literally streaming down his face as he told me that. And he like made eye contact with me across the crowd. And like I could feel him like boring into my fucking spirit with that. 
and I remember I cried and I tried to hide it from everybody. And like I, you know, I sat down and I said the salvation prayer for the first time in my life as an adult that understood the implications of it. Not as a kid who just, you know, was saying it because I, you know, it seemed like the right thing to do. And I imagine Lacey probably didn't think I was going to come back either. I didn't even tell her that I did that. I wanted to keep it to myself at first. Like I really wanted to like feel it, you know. And, um, you know, um, as time went by, she just kept inviting me and I just kept going. And I find myself sitting here today and I was talking to Abba a little bit before I left the shop because she's, you know, at our church as well. And she's also a follower of Christ. And we were talking about like gifts of the spirit and gifts like, you know, that God gives and stuff like that. And I, I sat down and I just explained to her, I was like, I don't. I, you've heard my story, but I don't think you understand what a dark pit I found myself in for so long. Like, I, you know, if you could say that you were angry at God, at least you still believe he's there. I literally felt like I was in a pit of pain with nothing else but pain to offer me. And the best thing I could possibly ever fucking do in my life was to numb that away. And there was nothing beyond the veil except for darkness and nothing would ever love me. Not only that I was incapable of being loved, but I was incapable of experiencing anything spiritual in nature, I denied myself that the spiritual world even existed. I can't, I wish I could describe to you how fucking dark of a feeling that is. And so for me to be able to have the opportunity today to be alive, to fucking have the spirits of the people that came before me in me to have built all the things that they've built for me to be able to have the ability to hear people's testimonies and hear people's fucking words and have love speaking into me so thoroughly by so many people and it realized that I spent 30 years denying myself that I spent 30 years pretending like nobody loved me because I didn't love me and therefore I thought nothing could 30 years just hoping that that would be the last one that I would die off of that one or that I would finally work up the courage to just end my fucking life and have it be over with finally And I got baptized a couple of weeks after I gave my life to Christ. It was like it just was set up for it. And I still ask myself whether or not my, you know, church brothers and sisters even want me around because of how I must look and how crazy it must be to have somebody looking like me with my experiences and testimony and stuff behind me. But they just welcome me with open arms. They're literally one of the things that they have like projected on there. Like they have all the different people like, you know, that they've taken pictures of through some of the services. And there's a picture of me up on that board with everybody else where I'm kneeling down and everybody's praying over me and it's just my stupid tattooed head in the middle of a whole bunch of people that love me. <laughs> and I've realized over the past year that literally everything is love. <laughs> that God is at everywhere every time that there's no such thing as a bad thing that it's all just experiences, that I'm not depressed, that I'm not happy, I'm not sad, and I'm not anything. I literally just am a soul driving around in a meat suit, but the soul is pure love. And this suit that I'm walking through, my body that I'm walking through, is capable of complex emotions. But those complex emotions, those emotions I feel are actually, the best way I could think to describe it is like they're, it's instinct. Is it not instinct for a mother bear to love her cubs and to protect them at all costs? Do they not, do animals not seem as if they grieve when something that they love passes on or moves out of their life? They absolutely do. 
but the spirit and the freedom of choice and the ability to do the things that we are able to do is a gift from God that is made of pure love. And I can't think of any way, any more serious way that I could spit in God's eye than to have been saved from myself, to have been saved from the fucking life of pain and torment that I'd lived, even in the fucking good times, just full of pain at all times. Then to take that and then walk around and keep it to myself. Then to take that ability to understand how powerful our experiences as spiritual warriors in this world is. Can you imagine the, the level of love it takes for God to allow us to have our lessons and our freedom of choice knowing the pain that we put ourselves through. Do you believe that when we watch our children make mistakes and they get hurt or they feel pain and we watch them go through their trials and tribulations and how bad it hurts us, but we have to allow them their lessons. Can you imagine the level of pain that God feels watching the entire world go through that? Can you imagine now the amount of love that it takes for him to allow us those decisions so that we can have freedom of choice to allow us as that old quote goes, if you love something, set it free. And if it comes back to you, it is yours. I'll come back, God. I'll come back. I'll never leave again. I will shout from the mountaintops and the lowest valleys, the deepest sludge and the best gilded hallways, your glory. The only reason I'm standing here in front of you today is because of you, God. All of the things that I thought were crushing me were just building me into something better. The painful experiences I've been through are just more bricks to add in the building that is my testimony. And my testimony is to bring glory to you and to help other people find their salvation and find that love and realize that the world that we live in is a glorious gift from you, not something to be endured. That every difficult task I find in front of me is an opportunity for me to show people the kingdom in advance by showing them the bravery that you can exist, that I can have when you exist in my heart. The, to show them the love that I can display to the world even when it feels as if people are attacking my very character and soul. Because I don't think... As the, piece, as, as the beings, the small pieces of this universe, the small pieces of God that we are, I don't believe that we could ever truly appreciate and love God truly until we make the choice to do so. I think that's why the fall of man in the Garden of Eden was so important. I feel like that's why the trials and tribulations are important because we can't come up to be part of the kingdom unless we are first down, unless we are first in the valley to come to the top. So I want to tell you today, once these sirens stop, which they probably never will, that moment, I'll tell you today, I love you, and God loves you, and your purpose is clear, and the truth is, is that all the things I've been through, I look at as being a gift now, because what they are, is they are the, they are the experiences that allow me, through process of elimination, to tell exactly what God is telling me at any given time, because God does not talk to me in words, God talks to me through my soul, and my soul understands the feelings the vibrations, the spiritual nature of things. I'm not talking about emotions, but the feelings. 
the consciousness, the conscience inside here that says, go do this thing. And it doesn't say it so clearly. It's like, walk down the stairs and go greet that person. It's like, go tell them you love them and that it's okay they're struggling. Go tell them that their mother loves them and their father loves them, that they just don't know how to do it or don't know how to express it. And I'm telling you, I've had these experiences where that has come into my fucking mind and I do it. And without fail, those people say, how did you know? Damn, somebody must, like, literally, there must be a shootout somewhere. <laughs> but the crazy part is... There we go. Sorry, guys. But I just to say that I don't talk about a lot of these experiences, but I'm going to be more vocal about them. I consistently feel compelled to talk to people, and when I do, each time it's exactly what that person needed. And it's not a gift from me. It's not me doing it. It's just God directing me and using me as a tool. And I say to you, God, just use me, and I don't ask questions. How sometimes when I pray, I wish I had the words for it, so I just start mumbling noises, and it just feels right. I don't care what people think anymore. It's not something I share with people generally because it's just between me and God, but it's something that I feel impelled to talk to you about today. Because I think that every gift that could possibly be given of the Spirit is ready and there for every one of us. And all we have to do is embrace the idea that it does not matter anymore what the world thinks. It just matters what we can do good for one another. Love you all. And I hope all of you find some peace of mind today. Just go tell somebody you love them. You never know. That person might need to hear that more than you could ever imagine. That might be the thing that keeps that person from taking their own life or putting them into a situation where they would lose their life today. I love all of you. God loves you too. And I believe in you.